Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. Why is it that every time I speak, you feel the need to speak as well? Honey, I, I just Why is to, that? I just wanted why to... Why is that? I just... Why is that? Why, why is that? Just... Live from the Fast Sign Studio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. It's the show with Leo and Balky. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. By some divine miracle, we were paired up. You got that idiot at the copy shop to lie for it? Did you just call me a freak? Do you have anything else? How about a press cut? For God's sake, just give me the damn number! Lighten up, Francis. Call now at 920-281-1570 or 866-653-1570 if you want to join the program. And I'll tell you something else. This is the show, and we're not going to change it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this thing. Here they are. It's Leo and Balky. Hour two of the show now upon us. Always brought to you by Fast Signs of Appleton. If you need your vehicle wrapped, stop by Woodward Stadium here, 2800 East College Avenue. Check out all our fleet of station vehicles, all done by Fast Signs. You can check out all their products at fastsigns.com slash 267. And follow on Facebook and Instagram by searching Fast Signs Appleton. Hour two menu. My microphone is just going haywire over here. Do you need me to do something? No, I just, uh, it's super loose. One day I came in and it was just hanging here. Like, oh my goodness, what's going on? I, I don't, should we tell Steve Brown? No, I fixed it. Is Brian, Brian, Brian? Bro- has Brian Butch been in here? Hey, I broke the microphone. I, I broke all the chairs. I'm <laughs> under the microphones. <laughs> Cheers. Why does he have like an Eastern accent? I don't know. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny stuff. Hawk's Nest, your second Forget order. about it, Leo. <laughs> Forget about it. Oh. Brought to you by the Hawk's Nest. We're, uh, we're hopefully going to be for the- we got to get over there and break the chairs. <laughs> good chairs there. I wonder if they have any corn left. That was so good. Oh, uh, yeah. I wish I would have had Roasted some. corn. I was talking to Mike. I'm like, how are you, how you keeping this? So Because uh, they pre-cooked everything, and they keep it in the- in the peel, whatever you want to call it, the uh, corn stalk. The husk? The husk. The Nebraska corn huskers. Looking for a new No, coach. he, he uh, developed this, or he saw it online. He had those styrofoam old coolers. Remember those styrofoam coolers? And he lined it with um, cardboard. Okay. Put the corn in, put the lid on, and he said it, it just it kept warm. He made that stuff at 9 o'clock in the morning, kept it warm, and I ate my piece at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 1.30, 2 o'clock, and it was delicious. A lot of other good food out at the Hawk's Nest, too. More to come on the, well, the big party coming up, potentially. What's the date on that? October 6th, I think? 8th? It's coming up quick. It's like week five. So it's only three weeks away. October 9th. October 9th. Tottenham Hotspur. And that kickoff is 8.30 a.m.? Oh, yeah. That's a good thing Cox Nest opens at 6 every day. 
See, that fits perfectly. That fits perfectly. So what's coming up here on today's second hour? That's a great question. The game day sports bar score poll will get caught up on Fridays. I don't remember what you guys did Friday. I was out on the golf course with Al Grande. It was a Packers theme. Okay, we'll get to that here in just a minute. We'll talk some crew with Mr. Bruce. Bye-bye, Burns. And then Bill Scott from the Wisconsin Radio Network. And I'm keeping my fingers crossed that my computer battery doesn't go. So I know what the questions are. Why didn't you bring your charger? Um, that's a good question. And why didn't why weren't you charging? Well, nor- before the normally show? I don't have to. It lasts, but I was in that oh meeting, virtual meeting, and I just grabbed my computer and ran here. I was kind of late. I was I was in a rush. Well, you should have charged it during the meeting. I couldn't. I had well, to go into a private area. I, you, you said it was virtual, but I, you know where I, yeah. So sit. plug in headphones, right? Yeah, but I had to unplug my power, which is way underneath my desk, and time constraints didn't allow me my to My un- point is, why Dude, Why were you not- I had to be in a quiet area where ears couldn't hear me. At was, all? Mm-mm. Because I hear a lot of chatter go, back there. I had to go into production room three. No, this was uh, this is top secret stuff. Oh, right? I didn't realize I'm that. I'm kind of a big deal around here. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I couldn't just be blaring out comments in this meeting so i need to normally I, blare out comments at meetings? Nah, usually i keep stuff to myself but yeah. in this particular situation they needed my input so and it had nothing to do with you so don't worry about <laughs> it Jesus. <laughs> I mean, we are just putting everybody to sleep right now. Just Behind the 100%. curtain. 100%. No one cares. Exactly. All right. Okay, Moving Randy on. from Little Shoot. Yeah. It's good to see him and Pam on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, absolutely. It was, a, it was a who's who's list. It was fun. A lot of credit union Phil. Oh, is he a dandy or what? He was a lot of fun. He is hilarious. And we, we some good old. We stories. ran through all the bite-sized three musketeers like three I didn't even get in. one. You did it? No. I was handing them out after every That's stop. Okay. I if I have a beer or two, I don't like sweets. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I, I didn't like, have any either. I like wings and pizza and burgers. and Give me the salty and the savory, not the sweet. That's right. Bulky, you got this one right. Yeah. And, again, and again, no one cares. Game day <laughs> sports bar score poll. Friday, it looked as if you two, Alex Thomas and yourself, talked about this. Who will be the star of the game for the Packers offense when they take on the Bears in Sunday night football? It was the four killer A's. A.J. Dillon, A.Ron Jones, Aylin Lazard, or A.Ron Rodgers. And I would have voted for Aaron Jones easily in this one. And the score squad did as well. Uh, 48% of the score squad accurately predicted that Aaron Jones was going to be the star of the Packers game on Sunday night football. Coming in second was A.J. Dillon at 28%. Third, Aaron Rodgers at 20%. Alan Lazard. Gets into the end zone. I think he only had two catches, though, if I remember correctly. Uh, they get 4% of Let's the Let's put it this way. All four of the A's played well. I would say so. I mean, they would, went, don't even just limit it to the A's. Uh, Jair Alexander <laughs> had the big uh, – Adrian Amos, I think, played pretty well, too. A lot of A's on that team. Yeah, there there are indeed. Um, I'm sure we're forgetting some. People are screaming at the radios. Ah, Balky, what about this one? What about this one? Um, today's score. Amari play. Rogers. Amari Rogers had the 20-yard punt return. Absolutely. It was an A-plus night. So what kind of a grade would you give the defense? And that is today's game day sports bar score poll question. What grade would you give the Packers defense against the Bears? Your choices are A, B, C, or D. Now, Leo, we know you're saying D. No. Oh, your F is not a choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> 
That first drive, I'll give them a D. But after that, they turned around and suddenly redeemed themselves. I would have given them an F on that first drive. (laughs) You let that team march down the field. Why? Because you dropped so many F bombs during it? No, I didn't. I was, (laughs) I was, I was a pretty chilled night for me last night. I will give the defense, even though they struggled against uh, Montgomery, David Montgomery. uh, I'll still give them a B. And that is what's leading the way right now. <laughs> a lot of people have voted on this already. We got a lot of votes on this score. Oh, I never know. I never understand the rhyme or reason. Sometimes we get a ton of votes. Sometimes we don't get very maybe many. Maybe it's at all. the poll question itself. It, it's got to be. And but I don't. The thing is, like I could I could ask this question tomorrow, and we we'd get half the votes or a third of the votes of what we have right now. I don't get it. But B is leading the way at sixty six percent of the vote. Coming in second is C at twenty one percent. A is garnering 11% of the score squad's uh, votes, and then coming in fourth right now is 2% for D. You can vote on this poll at thescorewi.com or twitter.com slash thescorewi. Fantastic. Good stuff. Um, Also want to update you, uh, not so much you, Leo, because you're going to be in the studio with me for the next 49 minutes plus. Um, All roads, major highways between Green Bay and Oshkosh, are free of incidents and obstacles. That is your Hurling Clark Law from Traffic Update. Now what are you watching? All right, so I got the Rewind channel on. Yeah, right? you love this. And and on Rewind you, this week, even they're though you doing, can't hear it, they're doing a very special episode where it's where I always de- deal with the Look serious. Look at that car. Right. They're always dealing with the serious subject matter, okay? And so we saw the Gordon Jump Predator episode of Different Strokes to kick things off today. Well, then we saw the Diet Pill episode of Family Ties where Alex is on the Diet Pills. Now on the Hogan family, and I don't like this. You can't hit info and find out what the what the episode is about. But this is where Mark, I believe, takes the car out with his buddy joyriding when he obviously isn't old enough to drive, <laughs> and he smashes it up. Oh, Mark! And now they're dealing. And I can't remember what happens on the re- if they try to cover this up or or what happens. But that's why I paused there because I was trying to figure out what what was going on. I see. All right, Leo. Now this one right here. I don't know if you know it or not. Oh, uh, Chic. It is Chic. You know the name of the song? Uh, Freak Out. It's just called Le Freak. Oh, Le Freak. Now, why do we talk about Chic on this show? Um, oh, the guitar player, I think, has done some work with uh, Pharrell Williams. Yes, he has. With a lot of people. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's done, um, he's done a lot with a lot of people. His name is Niall Rogers. He oh, stuck, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was one of the founders of Chic, and he is celebrating a birthday today. Niall Rogers, lead guitarist, along with Bernard Edwards, founded Chic. This song went number one, uh, beg your pardon, yeah, number one in the United States in what year? Oh, I know I was going to dances as a kid. Uh, the disco era had just kind of begun. I'll say 78. Oh, my goodness. Dialed in <laughs> is Leo Kuyper Jr. today. <laughs> my Leo goodness. Was right. Leo was 100% right. This song did indeed go to number one in 1978. Leo was right. <laughs> Leo was 100% right. Niall Rogers also produced Diana Ross, Sister Sledge, the Let's Dance album by David Bowie. And then uh, several hit singles, China Girl, Modern Love, oh, and yeah. the title track, Let's Dance. He was a producer on all that. Um, guess how old he is today? Niles, uh, didn't you tell Just me? Just Nile. Just Nile. Just Nile? Nile Rogers. Not like uh, Niles Crane from didn't you just Didn't you just say what year he was born? No, before? I said what year it went that this song went number all one. All right. Uh, I'll say he is uh, 
71. Oh, I'm going to give you the buffer. Leo was right. Leo was 100% right. Niall Rogers turned 70 years old today. Oh, 70 years young. What a career this dude's had. Just a kid. Yeah, he's got... Can you hear that guitar? Yeah. And it sounds like uh, in Lucky. Uh, What's the Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars song that he did? Um, God, I can't think of it now. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, Something about a girl. I'd have to find lucky it. Lucky something. No, that's no, get, that's Pharrell, right? That's Pharrell. Yeah, that's get lucky. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uptown Funk is that what it's called? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah he did he did guitar on that too. Okay, so he's yeah prolific through the decades. Nile Rogers, happy birthday, buddy. Okay, finally we will talk some crew with Mr. Bruce. <laughs> We're gonna keep on keeping on. Bye bye Burns. We're finally get, this was supposed to be like last Tuesday. I know. Now it's coming up. This is why the Brewers need to get rid of Corbin Burns. All right. Coming up next. I guess we're going to talk about that when we come back. (laughs) This has been a test of the emergency alert system. Equipment that can warn you of an emergency is being tested. If this had been an actual emergency, such as severe weather, chemical accident, or other emergency. Official messages would have followed the alert tones. WSCOAM serves the East Central Wisconsin area. This concludes this test of the emergency alert system. Hey, Score Squad, it's your friendly neighborhood bulk man here, just reminding you that football is indeed upon us, which is why we here at 95.3 and 99.1 The Score are rewarding you with a pigskin payout. Listen every weekday at 1.30 p.m. for the sound of the hike. Call in for your chance to win an easy 50 bucks. It really is that easy just ask mike and oshkosh who is today's winner listen and win with the pigskin payout right here on your home for high school football 95-3 and 99-1 the score all right beverly you like this one not particularly (laughs) that's happy i like it I like the ones that just smack you right in the face. All right, fair enough. Lesson to be learned. Trying to please bulky all the time. You don't have to. I'm just telling you my opinion. You will keep on keeping on. All right, fair enough, sir. Coming up with great music. Time to talk some crew with uh, Mr. Brews. The Brewers actually uh, took two out of three over over the weekend from the highly... How should I put this? The touted... The highly touted and uh, offensive uh, starstruck New York Yankees. That only scratched one run across on Saturday. Yeah, that was Corbin Burns wants to pitch. No, uh, that was Woodruff. I know. Oh, okay. I know. We're going to get to that in a minute. But, right. yeah, good weekend for the crew, although they still didn't make up any ground in the in the wild card. It's yeah. getting tougher. Yeah. It's getting tougher. It's getting tougher, fewer games. It basically, you're three games out now, right? Because, yeah, you, you, because you, you got to. You, you gotta, you gotta win by one. You gotta win by one. You can't tie. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out. I don't know out. how many people checked this out, but Jack Stern, who we love on this show, Friday guest, they released the uh, Brew Crew, uh, Brew Crew Ball mailbag mm-hmm. on Friday that he answers all the questions every week. Yep. Somebody asked him, "Are the Brewers making the playoffs?" And he had a resounding one-word answer. And I'm not going to reveal what it is. <laughs> so go check that article out at brewcrewball.com. Oh, well, I Jack, know. I think, feels very strongly about this one way or the other. Okay. And what about this uh, nonsense of uh, not signing Corbin Burns to an extension? Well, okay. 
Give me some rhyme, so, rhyme and reason so for this, So, a bit please. of background here. You know, you were on the show this past Thursday, right? When we were I was. About Matt Carroll. I was. And Matt said, you know, listen, I, I, I think the writing's on the wall that, that, um, that he is probably not going to be a brewer for his next contract. But to not even engage, to not even try to see how far apart your numbers are, to not even see if there's a future for Corbin Burns in Milwaukee at this point, Seems a little weird. Now, Jack Stern pointed out, like, well, remember, there's a lockout here that was going on. So even if they wanted to broach the subject with him, it would have been difficult to do that without violating massive policies, right? Mm-hmm. So, so um, maybe there still is something in 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 the in the hopper. Maybe there's still something that they're going to try to work out. But I'm going to tell you this right now, Leo. I think it is a mistake to try to lock this dude up. You do. I this think is your personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, my personal opinion. I, I think it's Cy Young award-winning pitcher who's relatively young. Yep. Well, it, but let's think about this. How young is he? <laughs> is he playing basketball in Europe now, or well, what? Let's let's just look at it. Look, let let's look at his contract here. Okay. So right now, the Brewers are paying him six and a half million dollars. Okay. And Sec- he's under control for two more years. Second right? year arbitration is next year. Okay. Massive raise coming, I'm sure. Third year of arbitration in 2024, massive raise Mm -hmm. uh, on that. After that, he is an unrestricted free agent, and he will be 30 Ah, years old. The magic age. I wouldn't say it's the magic age. Oh, well, it is. But when you are already paying Christian Yelich a Scrooge McDuck-sized money bin of cash, are you really going to contribute a massive amount of money. You don't be able to, to sign Corbin any Burns. other players, would you? And it's just, I hope Yelich can play all eight positions. Ban the shift. They won't have any position players out there to even shift. It'll just be Yelich manning center. He's going to be one high-priced uh, DH and uh, situational player. I'll tell you that. Anyway, continue with Corbin Burns, please. Well, I think my whole thing is I, I don't really see a way where you are being responsible with your payroll to give Corbin Burns what market price will be. I mean, what will market price be then? $40 million a year? I get your point. $45 million a year? And you probably have to sign him for seven years, eight years. Somebody out there will give him that. I mean, what did, just curiously, what did Garrett Cole sign? Remember Garrett Cole? Hey, <laughs> didn't he? He got the win yesterday. Oh, no, no. Let's, here's a better one. Max Scherzer. Let's do Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Signed a contract this past November, $130 million over three years. That's $43.3 million. Garrett Cole, the year before, nine years, $324 million. Yeah. That's only $36 million a year. But remember, Corbin Burns, I mean, unless you lock him up you know, soon, he is not getting this, this deal for another three years, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever deal he's going to sign as an unrestricted free agent. And at that point, it's like, why are we even messing around? The Brewers might look at this to, to the point like, why are we even messing around with with even trying to do this because it's not going to work out for as far as we manage the team. They have locked up Peralta. They have locked up um, Aaron Ashby. Another A. They have Ethan Small and Robert Gasser in the minors. Gasser? Is it Gasser or Gasser? Gasser. Gasser. They have those two guys in the minors. So I, I just look at this from the standpoint of maybe they are ready to go as far as pitching goes in the next couple of years, and they'll just figure it out after that. But I don't think 
that signing Corbin Burns to a long-term extension is in the best interest of this organization and its payroll and typically how they have treated players in the past. May not be great for clubhouse morale, but we don't know what ha- what's going to happen to Corbin Burns next year or the year after. My opinion is they, they should not be looking at him regardless of the payroll because I don't think he is going to give you a good return investment on that contract. Could be wrong. There's been plenty of pitch. Look at Max Scherzer. He's 150 years old, and he's crushing it. Verlander yeah, yeah. down in Houston is crushing it. I just don't think there's a long track Well, he's not throwing his cutter like he did, right. and it always kind of comes back to me, you know, when he, he just couldn't get a guy out for that whole season. What Was that 2019? It was terrible. This is when he was coming up, right? Right. Yeah. But he came up, and he was he was pretty good. But I think it was more of a psychological thing. Totally. He had to go back to the The lab. talent was always there. Right. But So that's always in the back of my mind. What, you know, what if that comes up? So I guess the question is. I don't think. I would not. I think he's past those issues. I mean, I, it, maybe he's not past them, but he's definitely. He's, if, if he's currently dealing Did with Did Steve Sachs ever get over the yips at second base? I don't think so. Oh, Chuck Knobloch? Yeah, Chuck Knobloch, well, another guy. But my, po- my point is, like, whatever he ha- has done to quote unquote fix that, he's either over it or he is found a way to manage it. So they basically have him for two more full seasons. Right. I guess the two question, more bites at the apple. The with qu- Corbin Burns. The question, yeah, bites at the apple. <laughs> a question uh, beckons is when and uh, who do you trade them to and for what? I think they are going. I think they that David Stearns, based on his track record, based on how he's treated players in the past, <laughs> has a valuation in mind of every single one of their players, not just Burns. Every single one of their players, including the minor leaguers. And if that valuation is ever exceeded, I, I think he's he's more than happy to move on from him. But if that is not met, think about how many years we thought Hader is going to be traded, and he just never was. And I think that's because what Stearns wanted for him, he he never got. And now this year he trades him because he's like, okay, I can get Taylor Rogers for the rest of the year. I can get uh, Estuary Ruiz to add to our collection of, of uh, outfielders. <laughs> uh-huh. And I can get Robert Gasser, who's now – is he the Brewers' number one pitching prospect? No, it's that Mizorowski guy is their number one. I think mm-hmm. Gasser's number two. Um, and and I can get those guys, and, and now I'll make the deal. And quite frankly, it's been a good one considering what Hader's been doing for the Padres. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, this just in on the score email inbox from another uh, bus uh, rider. Yep. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Another bus rider on Saturday. Boyd. Checking oh, yeah. In. Boyd. Boyd and uh, Forrest. Thank, okay. Thanks for that Rumpelman's at the end of the night, Boyd. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was uh, much needed. <laughs> uh, he says you can't sign Burns with all that Teddy Hagara money they're still paying. <laughs> Teddy Hagara money. <laughs> oh, that's great. That Did, Boyd. Aren't, isn't Jeff Supon still collecting royalties from the Brewers as well? Kyle Loesch. Kyle, Kyle Loesch was okay, though. Kyle was pretty good. Matt Garza was not great. Matt Garza I'm, was – we trying, talked about that stiff uh, la- when you were gone. I'm trying to think of the other ones that weren't – that didn't – Well, Jeff they, Supon was the all-time They worst. never had to pay Granky, right? No, they traded him before. They they traded for him and then traded him when his free agency came up. And they got a haul for him. Yeah. Wasn't it Gene Segura and uh, – Junior, Sp- or was Junior Spivey in that other trade? No, Spivey, he wasn't in the same trade. He was in the Sexton trade. Yeah, that was accurate. But he came from uh, Arizona, Arizona also. Yep. But then they flipped Segura for more guys. A lot of trades there to go yep. back to. 
Yeah, Segura went to the Angels, right? That was not a good trade because Segura, I think, made an all, at least one All Star team. Yeah, and now he's with the Phillies, who the Brewers are chasing right, right now. Yeah, two games back. Tom is a flat circle. <laughs> okay, well, we finally got that off your chest. Do not sign Corbin Burns. We'll see what happens. Maybe they <laughs> trade him in the off season. His value, his value is pretty darn high, isn't it? I would, I would assume so, but I don't think they're going to trade him this offseason. I, I, I think the earliest you would see him move would be after the 2020, uh, 2023 season. Beg your pardon. That'd be the earliest. And I don't even know if Stearns could pull that off. No? Okay. I, I, I think what he would want for a, a full year of Corbin Burns, I don't know if anybody's willing to meet. You never say never, but never it's say just my best guess right now. Yeah. Okay. What are we playing now? little newer uh, stuff here. This is from, what, 1999. This is the band Lit, okay. and this is the song My Own Worst Enemy. Okay. This is uh, probably their best-known song. Their former drummer and current lead vocalist, A.J. Popoff, is celebrating. Popoff? Popoff, yep. Pop- he, uh, he is 49 years old today. There's a great video that you can go on TikTok or Twitter or whatever of some guy in Nashville covering a lit song i think it was this one he was doing it acoustically live nice and the band just happened to be walking by the bar he's performing at and they came on stage with him and performed with them oh pretty cool song. how cool is that red hot bill scott wisconsin radio network more green bay packer dialogue when the show continues Gusman Chevrolet Buick GMC is your source for new and used vehicles. They provide high-quality automobiles of all makes. Loyal customers stay with Gusman for years because of its commitment to customer service and its superior selection. Check it out for yourself. Gusman of Kakana just off Interstate 41 at the Highway 55 exit in Kakana. Are we clear? Crystal. Now joining us on the Cecil Electronic phone lines... From the Wisconsin Radio Network, you catch all of his work here on the uh, score, sports updates each and every day. Bill Scott. Bill, how are you? Doing good, Leo. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. Big win for the pack last night. Bulky. uh, I'm loving it. I'm just loving that music. You want to fade that down, (laughs) not not crank her up. Bulky's dance party continues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Here at the score. Me, Leo, and Bill Scott. <laughs> the best dance party ever. Getting jiggy with it, as Jerry Seinfeld would say. <laughs> Billy, uh, how did the offensive game plan last night compare to the one Matt LaFleur put together against the Minnesota Vikings? Well, um, you know, clearly it was different. I I, I think, um, you know, this is, this is Matt LaFleur um, over his last four years or last three years. Uh, certainly, uh, generally, when he gets beat, he gets beat, um, and and he doesn't run the ball enough, doesn't use his weapons, and I think uh, even more importantly this year, um, I, I think given the loss of Devonte Adams and um, you know Lazard in the first week wasn't there, and um, you know tight ends are still a work in progress at this point in time. Tunyon's back, but he's still kind of working his way back into things, so. Um, you know, clearly their two running backs are their best offensive threats, at least this early in the season. So 
when he didn't make them a pivotal part of the game plan last week, um, you know, that was a no-no, and he, and he realized it afterwards. Now, there are circumstances that when you fall behind like they did in the Vikings game, um, sometimes those run numbers or lack thereof, uh, they, they get worse than, than what they might have been because, uh, you know, most coaches in this league, um, pr- when they fall behind, they stop running the football. And, and certainly that's been the case for the Packers. So, um, you know, when you lose, you know, then you identify, hey, uh, you know, you, it's like sometimes you're beating your head against the wall, but let LaFleur, this is LaFleur's history um, in his now fourth year is, is that when he gets beat, he realizes he got beat because there's enough, there's probably a handful of factors, but maybe the most important one is that they didn't stick to the ground attack when they've got a really good ground game. And, and so they, you know, that they obviously make that a part of the game plan. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and it, and it worked out to a T, um, they did exactly what they wanted to, but I think you got to remember, um, one of the things I mentioned is that, you know, getting in front allows you to continue to stick to your game plan to run the ball. And that's what the Packers did. I mean, they did fall behind. I mean, they got it out in front three, nothing, then they fell behind seven, three, but then that was it. And they, and they, you know, they pretty much dominated the rest of the half and, uh, and stayed in front. So they were able to, uh, uh, eat the clock and, and, and I, you know, I didn't see the official time, but I saw, I thought I saw, I read today that the, that last night's game took about two hours and 45 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, that means you were, uh, that means you're running the football. Bill, let's and, talk- and that means the bear, and that means the bears are one dimensional and they ran the football too. I mean, <laughs> their quarterback, you know, they're, they're behind most of the game and they threw 11 passes. So you go figure. And that's what I wanted to talk with you about because while while Justin Fields couldn't get the the passing attack going for Chicago, the the ground game was actually pretty solid. 180 yards on the ground for the Bears. Why do you think the Packers defense struggled to slow them down uh, on the ground? Well, that's a good question. Um, you know, my my guess is a they didn't play well enough um, to do it. B uh, the running back for Chicago I think is pretty good. Um, and then C, um, you know, they, they probably didn't adjust to the one thing that was working, um, for Chicago and, and, you know, maybe you put the extra guy in the box. I I don't, you know, I I don't, I'm not smart enough to know all the answers, um, other than the fact that, uh, they, they didn't do enough to to commit to the run. I mean, Chicago threw the ball 11 times. Um, you know, it's, you know, clearly uh, they they probably were doing something to make sure that that Justin Fields didn't beat them, but they still didn't do enough. Um, you know, in, in terms of just stacking the line of scrimmage, I I think Justin Fields isn't going to beat you with his arm, and I, and I think they should have known better than that, and probably could have done themselves a, a lot better service by uh, you know sticking the extra guy in the box all night long and just trying to make sure they stop the running game. Billy, what grade would you give the Green Bay Packers special teams last night? Well, there was there was certainly good and then not good. I mean, I don't know that they were bad, um, but they did give up um, a couple of you know a couple of returns that came out a little bit further than than what you would like. Um, but you know they they didn't give up the big one. I thought the punt game was pretty good. Um, and in fact, there was one crucial potential field changing uh, spot in the football game where the bears stopped the Packers in their own territory and, and, and green Bay had to punt the football 
And so Chicago's looking at potentially getting some decent field position. And then O'Donnell uncorks a 72 yarder that went into the end zone. Now you say, well, all right, that's, you know, he still lost 20, 20 yards on the net, but the bottom line is the ball came out at the 20 yard line as opposed to, you know, potentially Chicago starting a drive at the 35 or the 40 yard line and, and, you know, with a real chance to do something. So I, I thought that was a, 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 that was a big part right there. Um, they still have a lot of work to do, but I don't know that, um, you know, I, I think it's kind of a probably a middle of the road grade, you know, a CC plus in that area because they still need to do a little bit better work on on, on shortening the the opponent's return game. Hey, a C a C or a C plus sounds like A or A plus compared to what we were talking. It's all they need. I'm man. down with that, Bill. Thank yeah. you so much. All they need. Hey, um, we're talking with Bill Scott, the Wisconsin Radio Network uh, sports director. A lot of people in the discussion has continued throughout the day today. Um, where did you stand on the Justin Fields fourth down um, being stopped at the goal line? Did you think he was in based on what you saw? Did the NFL get that call right in your opinion? Um, well, I, I thought that he was in. Um, I, I thought he crossed the line. Um, it's very difficult. You know, the, the problem is, is that I'm not sure that any of the replays truly showed it. Um, but I think you know where the ball is in his hand. And I think you could. I, I think you can safely say if you're going to just be honest and, and not biased, um, I, I think you can probably safely say that he, he broke the plane to the goal line. Um, that being said, um, you know, I think LaFleur said it in his post game last night that if they would have called it a touchdown, there was nothing that was going to reverse it. And if they didn't call it a touchdown, there was nothing that was going to reverse that either. And I agree with that hundred percent. It was one of those fine line plays. Um, but I thought the Packers got away with one and that was a huge huge part of the game now i i mean chicago has got uh you know they, they've they've got things they got to work on and i think that would be one of them i, I don't know why you go if, if you're going to have your quarterback run the football then just you know have him take the snap and and do a quick dive right behind the center and guard and, and, and go that route um but you know to have him take the snap out of the shotgun and then run when you know now you're allowing the defense to get penetration um and and and, and get a stop and that's you know basically that's what in effect was called and, and what happened. So um, I, I think uh, Chicago's, you know, not going about it the right way. But, you know, to answer your question, I, I did think it should have been a touchdown. And, uh, and and at that point in time, that would have made it a, you know, a one-score game. And then who knows what happens from there. Yeah, I was surprised they went out of the shotgun on that fourth down call also. But anything else in that game surprise you? Uh, you were there covering it last night. Anything jump out at you that uh, we haven't hit on? Um, you know, not really. I, I think they, you know, the fact is they stuck to the ground game, which was big. And I think that the other thing that um, from an offensive standpoint that, you know, they had nine targets, nine targeted receivers, but nobody was more than four. And I think that, you know, when, when we saw Devontae Adams leave and, and uh, you know, get traded uh, to the Raiders, I think that's what we all thought was going to happen, is that at least initially early on that there wasn't going to be, from, from the wide receiver slash tight end department, that there wasn't going to be any one player that was going to stand out and, and have 10, 12 targets come his way like, it, like they did with Devontae Adams. So, um you know, I, that's not a surprise. I I just think it was it's a, a verification to what we probably what most of us thought was going to happen. 
Um, you know, defensively, the surprise, I guess, you know, continues to be, uh, you know, they only gave up 10 points and only gave up one touchdown. Um, but I think you're dealing with an offensive football team in Chicago that's just not very good and not very developed yet. I mean, they've got a good running game, but that's that's about it. Um, and the fact that, um, as, as Bulky already mentioned, you know, the, the numbers for the yardage given up on the ground, it, it still amazes me for the uh, the amount of um, respect, maybe over-respect for this defense going into, you know, throughout the preseason and training camp when they hadn't even played in a real game together and how there's still areas of the game, uh, of, of their game, where they're they're far from perfect. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they, the pass rush was, uh, granted, they didn't have many opportunities to pin their ears back because Chicago just didn't throw it a lot, but, um, the pressure seems to be there, um, decent wise on the, on the pass game, but they're, they have an inability to stop the run at this point in time. Now we're two games in, so there's plenty of room for improvement, but, um, and, and plenty of time for improvement, but that's the area that I'm I'm a little surprised that they uh, to, to me they it looked like they really improved their defensive front certainly from a depth standpoint um, and uh, Jaron Reed uh, you know a, a guy that you'd think to be able to come in and help them stop the run but that's you know clearly up to this point hasn't been the case. Bill, the Packers will keep on keeping on here as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady this upcoming Sunday afternoon, 325 start. Um, how, how are, I mean, you look at this game, we, we kind of don't know what's going on with the Tampa Bay receiving core. Mike Evans got suspended today for a game, but we don't know if he's going to appeal that and maybe get it overturned. We don't know the health status of Julio Jones. Certainly Chris Godwin could miss this game. And, and Tampa, until the fourth quarter, they didn't look very good against the New Orleans Saints. Quite frankly, neither of those teams looked very good for the majority of that game. But what is your, what are you, what are you thinking of when, when the Packers go down to Tampa? How likely are they to, to spring the upset? I believe they are an underdog in that game already um well i i think it's uh, i if you know if it is an upset i don't think it's a huge upset i mean i i think th- these two teams are probably fairly even um especially uh you know given the the status of the wide receivers at this moment for tampa bay you know we don't know what they're going to put on the field on sunday um, i do think new orleans has a pretty good defense so i think they're going to they're going to make life tough on on most teams that they play um I don't think Tampa Bay offensively is, 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 you know, they're, they're pretty early in the, in the process, like a lot of teams are. And uh, I don't know that they're going to go, uh, you know, go gangbusters against this green Bay defense. What, what I worry more about, and I haven't seen what the weather forecasts are, but I, what I, I always think that this team early in the season, when the, when the weather in Florida is still really hot, I don't think the Packers do well in that. And even though we're not very far removed from, you know, the, the warm weather up in this neck of the woods, it's still a different climate. It's a different scenario. And, and I think the Packers go down there and they, and they seem to struggle in that. Um, so it'll, you know, it'll be interesting. It's, you know, one, can you stop Tampa Bay's running game and B, can you run the football? If, if the Packers, I think if they go down and have a, you know, have a game plan similar to what they had against Chicago, even though they'll face a team that will throw the ball more than what the Bears did. But if the Packers stick to the ground game and and pass off of the run instead of the other way around, 
um, I think they got a, a, a real good chance to win this football game and and pull whatever upset is out there. And, and, <laughs> and let's remember, let's remember the odds I laid, you know, to create the most 50-50 betting interest. So I don't take a, I don't take a, a lot of, uh, uh, it, 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 that stuff, you know, if, if you're three point underdogs or three point favorite, that doesn't mean a lot to me. Um, I think the Packers and the Buccaneers are probably pretty even at this point in time. And, um, you know, they've got to run the football and they've got to deal with the heat. And those are the two factors. And in my opinion, that, um, you know, will be the, uh, the difference makers in this game. Hard to disagree with Bill Scott, the Wisconsin Radio Network Sports Director. Follow him on Twitter at bscottwrn. Thank you so much, Bill. Uh, Get some rest, and uh, we will talk with you again on Monday after the Tampa game. Okay, sounds good, guys. Have a good week. Bill Scott, ladies and gentlemen, from the Wisconsin Radio Network. Guests on the score brought to you by Fleet Farm. Visit fleetfarm.com, Fleet Farm built for real life. And because we had Bill on. Yes. Leo Kuyper, Jr., Mm -hmm. We're going to listen to this on the way out uh, because it's only fair that we give him that we don't give Bill short shrift on this program. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Little Joe Jackson. Joe Jackson taking us out, taking us home. We only have a few minutes left in the show. It's not his birthday today or anything? No, I don't, I don't know what Joe You ran Jackson. out of songs, didn't you? No, I purposely picked it. All right, that's I picked fine. That's okay. one fewer. Uh, good. That's why. Good. Thank you for that. Uh, uh, I have a Peter Bukowski, Peter Bukowski tweets. I want to get into if we have time here at the end. By the, of the way, show. Joe Jackson was born on August 11th. Okay, so we'll have him next summer. Right. All right. <laughs> oh, you are just fabulous at this. Yeah, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait. For oh, it. there we go. Oh yeah. All right. So Bukowski tweet on the other yeah, side. Yeah, there's a tweet. It's very interesting about some of the players taken directly after Jordan Love in the 2020 draft. Oh God. Let's get to a break and I'll go over those. Quickly. I don't know. If this is going to be good or bad. That's might break your heart, my friend. <laughs> oh no. Stick around, more of the show right after this. Hey, Score Squad, support local businesses and save money with the Woodward Radio's big deals this week. 50% off Hot Deal features Hardtail Saloon and Catering. Get a $20 gift certificate for just 10 bucks. Head to thescorew.com, click the Big Deals link, and get this hot deal before it's gone. Wow, what a show. Peter Bukowski just tweeted this. Green Bay Packers in 2020. Packer fans kind of freak out because the Green Bay Packers selected and moved up to take quarterback Jordan Love. These players drafted directly after. Jordan Brooks, Patrick Queen, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, DeAndre Swift. Oh, that's Jonathan Taylor, Cole Komet. Antone Winfield, just to name a few. Any of those guys that could play for the Packers? I don't know. It's like the receivers, maybe. But the rest of them, I feel like they got capable guys in there right now. I think Higgins or Pittman. Higgins or and Pittman would have Remember been how much awesome. I like Pittman going yep. in that draft? Uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Hopefully, Jordan Love will be good someday. Drew KB coming your way next. Have a great rest of your day, Fox Cities. We'll chat tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.